Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that usually asks well-known friends three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. But this week, we're completely dry because this is our Stand Up To Cancer special recorded during the coronavirus lockdown. Now, my guests this week have been on my most wanted list since we launched over a year ago, mainly because their podcast, Radio 5 Lives, You, Me and the Big C, is simply one of the best out there. And it's got all the awards to prove it. If you haven't heard it yet, the show is a candid account of cancer from the perspective of three women living with it. So my first call is going to be to Lauren Mann, who was diagnosed with breast cancer and started documenting her journey on Instagram, as well as the podcast with her hashtag girl v cancer. She's also masterminded a booby t-shirt known as a titty. See what she did there? And that's raised over £32,000 so far for her chosen charities and even landed her a collaboration with Miss Selfridge. Her story is in the process of being made into a TV programme and you may also have already seen her on screen trying to find love on first dates last year. After calling Lauren, I'll be dialing up her co-host Deborah James, a former deputy head teacher, a mother and wife who was diagnosed with bowel cancer in 2016 at the age of 35. As well as presenting The Big C, she runs a blog called Bow Babe, which you really should read. Uh, it really does help to debunk the myth that young women don't get bowel cancer. So, by the modern magic of technology, I am now going to attempt to dial them up. Hello, I'm speaking. Hello, lovely. It's Kate Thornton. Can you both hear me? 
Oh, brilliant. Girls, thank you both for doing this again because I should explain to our listeners, we're actually recording this episode for a second time. We've already done it once and it was literally days before the world changed and we went into lockdown. And it's changed so much about everything, especially for those living with cancer, that we felt we really had to to do it again. So thank you, ladies, for finding time to come and talk to me again. Now, listen, the last time we we, we spoke, Deb, you were talking yeah. about running the London Marathon. Obviously, that didn't happen. Lauren, you, you, know, were jo- you were joking about dating again. I'm guessing that's not happening. <laughs> oh, mate, that's dry. Dry now. It's all dry now. <laughs> I know. And you were so gung-ho. You're like, I don't care. This is going to happen now. I'm going to find love. Bang, shut your front door. I know. But I, I've got a feeling, right, when we get out of this, because everyone is going to have been behind closed doors, on their phones constantly. Like, I reckon people, like, just that they're going to want to talk in human form like rather than everyone hiding behind a dating app but actually think people's interactions are going to be so much nicer oh so um, much I'm nicer I'm hoping anyway guys so stay tuned <laughs> yeah, I've gone like full on teacher mode um, because obviously I was a deputy head so I've actually weirdly Corona has brought me back full circle back into teaching so I'm kind of like now my day job is all educationally related and this has all happened since the last time we've spoken which is quite weird isn't it it doesn't mean that I've got it nailed at home I have to be honest with you I think I know the theory the practice is very different yeah especially teaching your own kids as well that's oh it's a nightmare you can't teach your own children well they just don't have the same level of respect for you I've discovered well I can't put them into detention <laughs> and I'll be like I'll put you in detention they'll be like you can't put me in detention <laughs> and then they argue against me they're the only children who have ever argued against me about <laughs> detention so ladies it sounds like you're coping that's the main thing because the last time we sat down to talk we knew that strange times were coming but I don't think any of us could see quite the tsunami of change that was heading our way, could we? At the beginning, I was really triggered. I'm not going to lie. Like, that feeling of loss of control, that the life you know will never be the same again. And all of those feelings were quite triggering. Um, but I feel like it's allowed me to process a lot, actually. And I'm just trying to take it day by day, really, and doing what feels right on the day. You can't plan it. You can't plan for your, your emotions, I think, in all of this. And how about you, Deb? How, how have you been? So, actually, the last time I went out, not even out, after I we recorded together, the three of us, mm. I went home. And then um, the next day, I took myself into isolation and haven't seen anybody since. Really? Um yeah, so you guys mm-hmm. are the last people I saw, which is really interesting actually now speaking to you. It's oh, yeah, like bringing it all back in terms of what's gone on yeah. since then. But where we were when we last spoke um, is that you had been told in January that you were cancer free yeah. in as much as it wasn't detectable yeah. in your system. Is that Absolutely. is that still the case, Deb? Or, or have well, you not been really back interesting in? That yeah, so yes and no. So it's a bit of a weird area to be in, actually. So what essentially happens is, uh, and this is the whole kind of screw-up of cancer, is that we have to make a clinical decision between the team and I. And this is what's happened up and down the country, as, you know, anyone with cancer will tell you, that, um, you know, is the risk of COVID and coming into the hospital for a treatment more of a risk? Or is your cancer more of a risk? Like, where do you kind of draw the line? And and it's really hard, isn't it, when uh, services are being uh, compromised? 
and you have to make decisions. And we made the decision that actually we would try to delay my treatment. We would give give me a bit of a break um, just to kind of, you know, take me off treatment. Anyway, that was not the right decision retrospectively, but you have to try these things. Essentially, what happens is whilst luckily no new tumours grew, my tumour markers did rise. And I think, unfortunately, and very, very quickly as well, and I think anybody uh, who um, has been in that place where suddenly your tumour markers rise, you get really, really scared. But a marker, just so people listening understand, will tell you whether or not your cancer is on the move again in in terms, is is that right? Have I I explained that correctly? You've explained it perfectly, so that's exactly what it is. And it's just it's an indicator, not for everybody, but different cancers have different tumour markers. And, you know, for someone like me, you can very much judge, is my cancer asleep or is it not? And in all the history for the last three and a half years, when it's awake, the tumour markers go up, and when it's asleep, they come down. So it's it's a good sign, a good way of monitoring, but you just don't want them to wake up. No. Um, But, you know, the good news is that three three weeks later, it's in theory, you know, back back where we need it to be we hope you know um but the, the signs are, are good but I have to be honest with you it was quite scary and and having to make those decisions in terms of what's worse the COVID or the cancer and then realizing actually the cancer is more of a risk right now but recognizing that the COVID is still really scary and then managing the options around it so it's kind of Every time I go into the hospital, I'm really, really worried. But they're taking massive precautions. We know that, but it's the only time I leave my house, and that's 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 why it's so scary. Oh, Deb, you, I mean that is an impossible decision almost to have to make, but you do have to make it. And so much has changed since we last spoken. But the one thing that hasn't changed is that people a need treating for cancer and they need diagnosing. So, from your perspective, as somebody who has had or is experiencing cancer and treatment. Um, what would you say in response to the times that we're in and what is it like for those that are at the moment going through diagnosis, treatment or or as you are, Lauren, in recovery now? So I think both me and Lauren are just, you know, the reason we talk about our cancer is because we're both massive advocates for early diagnosis because it is the difference, isn't it, lost between life and death? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing that is really upsetting, I feel like, I don't know whether you feel like this, Lauren, but I feel like... Um, that cancer's been a little bit forgotten about and it's now two yeah. months later that we realise that actually it is one of our biggest problems, uh, health health problems in society and people have suddenly realised that all the voices shouting about cancer have now, you know, have gone a bit quiet for a while. I'm not saying this is why people are not getting checked, but obviously mm. we're really scared. But, but referrals for cancer diagnosis has gone down 75% of the RUK yeah. release. It's absolutely ridiculous. The thing is, it's understandable. And some people are scared and they're worried about getting checked. But it's, you know, as, as you always shout about, like, listen, cancer does not care about COVID. It doesn't care about your age, gender, ethnicity. It doesn't care about your pronouns. It does not care. Cancer is still going to do its thing in bodies of people. And if people aren't getting these symptoms and signs checked, you know, the, their chance of survival will rapidly decline. And it's so important to not kind of to get rid of that voice of fear in the back of your head speak to your local GP and health centres they will make sure that they can see you or consult you in a way that is safe and keeps your health at the most paramount point they're not going to put you in danger Mm. they will not put you in danger and I in terms of like we're all at home right we're all at home we're all inside and we are probably recognising things that we wouldn't have noticed 
we have been busy in our everyday lives. That's so true, you like, know, yeah, with your you body. you got diagnosed with your bowel cancer, yeah. Like, yeah, when you got diagnosed with bowel cancer, you were attributing it to running around, to doing loads of exercise, to being stressed at work. There's yeah. a lot of things now that you could be attributing to all of your lifestyle factors. Now they've brought off. If you are still having persistent symptoms that you are aware are a cancer symptom, please go and get them checked out because yeah. it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. The only thing that will happen if you don't get a cancer diagnosed, it will get worse. It's not something that goes away on its own. And the worst, thing, just I was it. Say, the worst thing is, is that it's, it's, I mean, it's nice and it's kind of not nice to see the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Public Health England, NHS England, and all the charities have kind of had to get together. And now, mm. you know, as we know, like last week, sending out key messages saying, go and get yourself checked. And obviously, we're, we are supporting that message 100%. The thing that I'm a little bit um, kind of upset about is the fact that normally every April, is, well, it is, it's Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. And I'm normally dressed as a poo, shouting as loudly as I possibly can <laughs> about getting your poo checked. And mm. I just felt, I just felt, I spoke to charities, we all just felt that we did have to support the community. We felt that actually it wasn't the right time to talk about stuff. And now... We're actually having to kind of shout even louder mm. because it's, it's now we're kind of, you know, scientists are running models based on the fact that I think, you know, CRUK put out that up to about two and a half thousand um, cases of cancer are being missed each week. Now, if you then kind of like be geeky and I'm not going to like quote any hard that <laughs> because we know me and my uh, yeah you and your stats but if you were to kind of like make a guesstimate on that scientists it's claimed that scientists are kind of estimating that the death toll could be you know rise by another 20 percent over the next year um you know however uh, um you know that might be predicted but let's face it they were right with the COVID predictions on death so it's quite scary and i think if we're going to shout about getting your body checked uh, yes, it's perfectly relevant to do it now in this climate more than ever because we don't want to be in a situation. I call it, um, and I know that you're calling it as well, Lord, I call it the, the COVID collateral and essentially yeah. cancer will end up being the COVID collateral. Um, it, and we don't so want that real. to happen. No, no. I, I almost feel like it's the new C word. Like our big C has been taken over by another one, and it shouldn't be missed. It's not hide. It's not hiding behind the other one. It's still very much going. You're, in you're the so same right, line. girls. It's parallel to this virus. And I can really understand why you felt that need to dial it down, Deb, in that moment because you didn't want to drown out the other voices. But actually, now you're having to shout over an even bigger swell of public noise. And all you're trying to do yeah. is this, this is life-saving advice, effectively. Just get checked. And you're so right, Loz. If you go and see a doctor, they're not in any way going to knowingly, especially if you're walking in there suspecting that you may have a cancer symptom, they're not gonna they're, they're gonna treat you as safely as they possibly can. Um, so you know, we must remember that yes, we're being asked to stay home unless it's for essential travel, and that is an essential journey. Go see your doctor. Oh, my word, yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm quite happy, you know. I know that we feel like, I feel like right now I'm like, go get yourself checked, go get yourself checked. But I don't care. Like, actually, that's what, if you're listening to this, go and get yourself checked if you're worried because, you know, cancer doesn't stop for anything. You know, on average, and we know this in the UK, about a thousand people are told every single day, you have cancer. <sighs> and, you know what? If you don't get checked today, that number is still going to exist. It's not going to disappear because of COVID. 
So we might get to the point that we're going to have more cases and those cases are going to be later. And as somebody who got diagnosed as a late stage, I much rather have had some early stage cancer because, well, then I wouldn't be speaking to you guys, but you know what? No offense. No, but it's just options, isn't I it? Changed like, it. Gives you I changed it. I changed it for anything. I bet you, know, you would, I would yeah. give up my cancer for anything, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly yeah, what you're saying. And, and from your perspective as, as people who have experienced the big C and not the other big C with the 19 on the end, what what is it like going through diagnosis at a time like this do you think and treatment or recovery um because they're all very different stages yeah it's it's a scary time i think and what we're hearing from the community because we speak to our our communities every day and i Mm -hmm. from what i'm hearing is like i have spoken to people who have been diagnosed as this all started to happen and actually they have rushed through procedures so where before that um, a breast cancer patient, for example, that I've spoken to may have just gone in and had chemotherapy as a precursor to surgery to see if they can reduce the amount of surgery that would be needed. Actually, they've gone in and had double mastectomy instantly because they can't... Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, so, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so whereas before they could kind of play with, okay, let's weigh things up with quality of life and stuff, they're actually just having to go, what is going to save your life? Let's get that done. Um, and also just, you know, I've had my scans for the year, my annual scans um, postponed until it's safe. I'm absolutely fine with that because that means that there is another cancer patient who needs treatment or something else. More pressing is getting in ahead of me. As someone in recovery and well in recovery, touch wood, when I touch a bit of wood, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I want to know that there's people who are in much greater need getting seen. And, and you know, this is the thing. As much as, as much as there's a strain on the NHS, they are still able to deal with it. They can still see patients. They can still do treatments. Um, so it's just don't be afraid to not go and see a doctor in case you think, oh, I won't be able, they won't be yeah. able to deal with anything because they yeah, can. Absolutely. They do what they can. And also don't be, um, I think a lot of people I've found um, were automatically kind of like, oh, my cancer, you know, my treatment's been bumped. And I feel, you know, the staff I know in the NHS are doing the best that they possibly can. But also, I, I think, um, you know, these decisions are not being made lightly. Oncologists are making really hard decisions, but they're also not risking lives. Whatever they yeah. can, they're not risking lives. And like I said earlier, I'd be a prime example. We made a clinical decision that we then decided was not the right clinical decision but we um you know as a result um immediately there is space for me to have treatment when it's needed we have to have treatment does that make sense because if that treatment is keeping you alive there will be an opportunity to have treatment i think the biggest challenge is is kind of like um Bringing, it's, it's like having an affair in your relationship, I have to be honest with you. So essentially, that's what it is. It's essentially like having an affair. Because, because normally it's just me and cancer. You know, me and cancer, we have a love-hate marriage. Like We, we hate each other, basically. Yeah. But essentially, you bring a lover in, which, well, the lover is awful. I mean, it's COVID. But essentially, you bring COVID into the equation. And a menage a in this situation is not what you want. No. I mean, it screws with everything. Because essentially, you have to take everybody's viewpoint into consideration. And that's exactly what you don't want right now. <laughs> you have had so many big decisions to make around this. And I can't believe yeah, how, because, how life yeah. has changed so quickly, Deb. The last time we spoke, I mean, A, we knew that COVID was around us. We we knew that. We weren't under lockdown. But you were in such a great space because you had been cancer-free since January. And yeah. it just shows you how 
fragile all Quickly of this is. Can... Yeah. I know. In a really shit and way. Weirdly, like, in a really shit way. Weirdly, I am actually still in a good place. And I think, I think I have to be grateful for that. But I think just to be in that good place is taking a lot of micromanagement and it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of worry to maintain that good place. Whereas before, I think, I've never taken it for granted ever, but I would say like, you know, being able to walk in for a blood test or being able to just know that I can have treatment on a certain day. Um, it's not like that anymore. It's not because it's not available. It's just that we have other things to consider. It's kind of like, it's just not as straightforward anymore. That's all it is. So if anyone's listening who I suppose is in that position, it's kind of, you know, I get it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a head screw actually. It really <laughs> is, isn't it? There's yeah, so much yeah, for you to navigate. And then you walk through the door and you've got two children that need homeschooling and some semblance of whatever normality looks like in lockdown. I mean, you're wearing so many horrible hats. Yeah, but I have to be honest with you that actually, um and Luz knows this better than anybody. So one of my coping mechanisms in life is to get busy. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> understatement of the year. Understatement of the year. And also um, what I'm really <laughs> enjoying actually is getting busy in something that um, is totally, you know, is actually mm. what I can do, which is teaching. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not cancer related. So actually having an escape away from something that's not cancer in a time that cancer could feel really too much yeah. um, has actually been a lifesaver for me. I have to be honest with you. So um, actually, I'm weirdly okay about it all. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That kind of brings me to my next question for you both, really, because you've, you've learned so many lessons in terms of managing your own anxieties, mental health. I mean, you, you can't single-handedly manage your cancer, but you can manage the way you allow it to uh, own your brain, your thoughts, your emotions. And so many people are, are having a taste of that life now under lockdown, where we are living with with, an, with a virus that, that, you know, you go into ICU, you've got a 35% chance of coming out. I mean, those are horrible, scary statistics, the kind that you guys have been living in and amongst for a long time now. What what lessons do you think you can share with people as they try to calm their own levels of pandemic anxiety? It's a really good question, actually. And it's something I've actually um, just done on Girl vs. Cancer. I've done a whole little mini-series called yeah. Isolation 101, um, which is cancer patient sharing how they dealt with isolation when they were in like treatment induced quarantine. Because I think it's such a mirror it is. To where we're at now. And yeah. my biggest thing with it is that it's exactly the same, is that you have to take it day by day and don't judge. Just don't judge yourself, isn't it, Deb? Like, don't judge yeah. yourself for the way you're feeling your emotions. They're going to be different hour to hour, day by day. I feel like yesterday I did a full spectrum of emotion. I woke up really angry and really frustrated. Then I had a massive cry. Then I was all hyperactive and happy again. <laughs> I got a bit tired. Then we really felt really love and content and gratitude. I'm going through spectrums in one day. Wow. And not actually, you know, questioning it too much or beating yourself up for having a day where you just can't function because this is not a normal situation that you're in. You know, this this time that we're living through is unlike anything any of us are ever going to experience in our lifetime. We don't know what the other side looks like. At least for Deborah and I, we knew that, yeah, our lives would be changed forever. But the outside world was continuing on as it mm. always would. So we knew what to expect when we came out the other side. We just didn't know how we would fit into that world. So this is a really scary time. So if people are feeling anxious, is what I'd say, Deborah, I think you'd agree. You're feeling yeah. anxious, you are entitled to. Like, yeah, this is a really, 100%. really weird time. So I just think, don't beat yourself up and take it day by day. Be kind really? to yourself. It sounds like you had like a, a every ra- every colour in the rainbow of emotion yesterday and you just yeah. sat with it. Yeah, because I think as a community, the cancer community are very resilient in this. Oh, we're so like, resilient. We're so resilient. Like, on this, the is whole, kind of yeah. our ter- this is kind of our territory. <laughs> like, we know this. Yeah. This is our, this is our speciality. Okay, so the people are kind of absolutely hate me for saying this I actually feel um I feel quite happy at the moment I feel quite contented and the reason I think the reason is because um I like I don't want the world to have to experience what I I experienced but I think over the last three and a half years because I don't think I have a future I've become an expert only living in the now so exactly like Loza says you have to take it day by day, right? Yeah. Um, but as a result, kind of, I, uh, everybody else coming into that mindset, I'm like, I'm like almost like, no, no, but this is quite, I'm, I'm like, I'm weirdly enjoying lockdown. I'm weirdly enjoying, like, I cannot believe I'm actually saying this, but I'm, I'm actually quite, I, I, I just realized, okay, that I suffer. The massive FOMO in life. Right? Yes, you do always. <laughs> I do, right? And now you've you got really nothing do. to miss out on. I really do. I've exactly. got nothing to 
miss out on. And as a result, like, this is so ridiculous. I cannot believe I'm saying this. So I, I, suffer, I suffer from two massive problems in my life. One is health anxiety. Yeah. And the other is FOMO. And with my health anxiety, I always feel like nobody understands, like, what it's like to have health anxiety. And now I'm like, oh, well, the whole world understands what it's like to have health anxiety. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're in it with me. This is the world that I live in <laughs> on a daily basis. So <laughs> there's that one. I mean, I'm laughing, but it, it's sadly true. And then, and then, but it must then even your playing is, field, Deb. It must make it feel like a more balanced state of play. <laughs> It's kind of like so strange that the warped world is my normal world. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it's really making a lot of people assess their life. Um, it is. I think this, this situation. Yeah. Um, I think we can't be superheroes in any situation. You can't be a superhero, you know, in cancer. You can't be a superhero in um, in COVID. Um, but we're just doing the best in a really rubbish situation. Mm. Um, and trying to do it um you know if you get if you get to the end of the day with a smile on your face and um, then you're doing all right i think change is scary for so many of us i know it's a massive trigger for me but you know i think for every cancer patient there were so many aspects of their lives that never go back to how it was and actually our world will change but as human beings we are so adaptable and actually if you lean into that change and lean into the opportunity and the possibility yeah. that are coming you know, you will, we will be okay. Just focus on your health, getting your, those that you love through this, and then we'll deal with whatever's coming on the other side. It's exactly the same as when you deal with cancer. It's true. You just have to deal with the other side as it comes. You can't worry about it. And you it. have to embrace you it because you can't change it, can you? We can't change. You can't change it. You can't change what life's going to look like. That will be dictated by this virus, not by us. It's not going to be the life we had before. It's a different life, but we have to find pockets of joy in all of the frustrations that that will bring. As hard as that oh, is. Oh, God, you're right. You're perfectly right. It's like, okay, this is a really crap example. Okay. But <laughs> lots, and lots what, of, what is coming? I, I, I know, know. I love this. Go on. Lots, lots, Go on. Lots, lots, lots of understanding. So I, I thought I couldn't cook. Okay. I, I, I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this. I like really enjoy cooking. Like really enjoy cooking. I saw you make Yorkshire puds and I was like, who oh made my that was God. I nailed it. I, I made a bloody souffle, Lauren. Like that's really, A, that's very 70s, and B, that's very posh. Oh, like, my God. Even, Be able, Kate, you don't understand. One year, Deborah brought in as a treat to us. <laughs> one of those pineapple. 80s pineapple headcloths. Oh, and now you've, got, and now you've gone to souffle. I know. Yeah, but this, this is exactly it. Lose is right. Lean into something and actually... Find the you joy. think you can't do it and you might end up actually really enjoying it. <laughs> what about you, Lose? Have you taken up something? Do, do you know what? Now... I'm actually taking pleasure in being at home. I am never home. Same as I agree. Always yeah, out I, and about. And it's nice, right? It's actually yeah. nice. It's like, it's don't nice. get me wrong. At the minute, I would, I would, the minute, if they said now lockdown's over, I would full pelt to and see my family. I'd be like, mm. sprint it. I'd do a marathon myself. But I think you were just about to preempt my third question. Go on. Go on. Go on. I was going to say, because I, I really want to know, like, after lockdown, 
A, what do you miss? And B, what is the first thing you would do after That's my lockdown? first question. Perfect, Debbie. Yeah, yes. Okay, sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry, okay. Because I love thinking about this. Like, if you take family out of it, because obviously that's the first thing I'm doing, I live away from my family. They're all, they're all in London, but I'm at the other side of London. My mum, dad, brother are in one household and my sister and her two kids are in another. So we none of us have seen each other at all. Mm. Um, so I, I think my sister's seen my dad from the window when he drops stuff off, but that's about it. So other than family, actually, do you know what I want? I want to go to a nail salon. I want to get my nails done. I need my hair cut. <laughs> yes, nails. I miss with the nails. I I may, I'm really missing my nails. And, and yeah, Every time also, you look down, I, it's just you know, disappointing, isn't it? You look at your hands, you go, oh. I know. Oh. It's going to be that novelty. So, right, it's really hard to explain. When I was in cancer treatment, one of the things that really got me going and got me so excited when I started to feel better, I was getting on the tube. Because when you are in, no, listen, when you're in chemo, you're not looking forward to getting on the tube. Friends. I was going to say, we're not coming no, no, the same no. person. I really loved the freedom of movement, yeah. is what I think it was. Like, when I started to feel better after cancer treatment, I really enjoyed being able to travel around my city without fear that it would make me poorly. Yeah. So that's not going to happen immediately for us. No. But I'm looking forward to being somewhere else other than the immediate space outside my front door because I'm not going very far. Like, I haven't seen the rest of my city, like, I, what whatever mode of transport is probably going to be walking, mm. but I genuinely just cannot wait to just be walking around, freedom of movement, being able to dip my head into somewhere, whether it be a pub, whether it be a restaurant, get a bit of food, you know, just those little things we took for granted. Yeah. Just pulling a chair up at a table with friends and having food. Simple, is the simple ultimate. pleasures. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Really like is. What about that. you then? So, I... I don't think I'm allowed to say this because we're obviously not drinking on this pub. Um, but I really crave a really cold pint in a pub. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Pub really garden. Pub garden. Yeah. And uh, and a pint. It's got to be a really crisp, cold pint. Oh, I, I just want sushi. Else? You know what I am desperate for? And it doesn't have to be a foreign country. I want to put my feet in the sea. I want to be by yeah, the coast. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just going on holiday, although it's really weird, isn't it? Because I, you know, I'm well, well both me and Loza, mm. like, you know, I'm a, I'm a jump on the plane, like, with mm. two hours, like, native kind of girl, um, mainly to Ibiza. But, <laughs> yeah, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> mainly to Ibiza. Um, but I, um, as much as I am desperate to go, I'm, I'm really scared, actually. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know whether... It's really interesting because even going out today, I think I'm um, with my health anxieties and I'm, you know, I think a lot of people may have developed health anxieties as a result of COVID. I would say that I will be probably either cautious. The thing that surprised me the most about this whole COVID thing, um, as you guys both know, I'm a party girl, lots lo- is all, you know, a hardcore party girl. Um, and I, I'm surprised at how much I've, become not a party girl in yeah. terms of like how much I've just totally locked myself down because I'd probably be the last person to do that and actually I was the first person to do that yeah um and I think the thing that will surprise me is how much I'm, I'm actually genuinely quite scared um and I think I will probably if I'm alive for the next year of my life probably live it in quite a different way oh, yeah. um in terms of yeah I think I will because mm. As much as I want to go and hang out in a bar or a pub and support those industries, because we, we do need to support them when they're back open, 
I think I need to do it in a way. I think I'm still quite scared to do it. I think I'm really scared to do it. Actually. I'm I'm with you there, but your the thing is with you as well. You're the queen of a dinner party at home, so it's just going to be a lot more of that, probably. I'm going back to the eighties, love. You are. I can't wait to come <laughs> for another pineapple hedgehog. Give her a fondue. <laughs> she's she's a new woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think you're right, Deb, and I don't I don't think that just applies to people that have the the concern of trying to get through COVID with with low immunity or, or with cancer or because you know low immunity because of cancer treatments. I think that's everybody's fears now. I think you know I you love I so? love live music. Yeah. I love dancing on a busy Me beach too. in Ibiza. I'm t- I won't yeah. allow myself to do those things. Yeah, I'm actually scared. Like, yeah. I'm with you with that dancing yeah. on that beat. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I love it. Like me, I'm a disco. Like, I love gigs, live music, but the thought of being in a crowded no. space like that, no. I, like, yeah. and I, I get right in the mix, and I Deb. I'm in the mosh pit. I can't. Yeah. I, I that that petrifies me now. I and that's because we're not yeah. at a point where we're able to, you know, we will get through the other side of it. But I think it is because of that unknown thing. And you know what? What a mirror to cancer yet again. Do you think? I think I might be more inclined to kind of stand up for my not stand up but it'd be a little bit more like but I can do that from home and it will yeah. be a good job yes yeah um, we don't need to go to town for meetings all the time darling you can do it on the phone yep. things like that totally no I know I kind of wonder like you know it can be as effective um you know maybe not as well yeah no as effective and probably costs a lot a lot less as well in terms of travel and everything else that's going on yeah, totally um do you guys think you might change some of your habits as a One, result? 100 i think it's definitely going to change mm. the way the, the for those that can work more from home especially where it affords you know us to to travel less which can only be a good thing for the planet be more flexible in yeah. terms of being there to to help with family life I think there's a there's a massive yeah. quality to that that we're learning through this, um, but for me, I hope that that one of the biggest lessons that comes out of this is that we learn to truly value, recognise, and more importantly, reward the men and women that have mm. kept this country going whilst we've been sat yeah. at home, and that's our key workers, people that are barely scraping a minimum wage, who have yeah, have, have kept the lights on in Great Britain. And um, that's that's something I will not stop shouting about once we're through the eye of this storm. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How is it? I, I was looking at this. I was looking at kind of like how we, I don't know, how we celebrate celebrity a little bit. Oh, I, I think that's changed massively. I think it's changing. Yeah, I think it's changing already, actually. I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed like a shift in terms of the kind of people that are on TV shows, the kind of people yeah. that are um, that, that we're listening to their voices, and it's actually it's the general public, and that's who we should be listening to, right? Yeah, yeah. people um, want people with substance, and people they can relate to, and I think yeah. that's what this has shown. And you know, I'm one thing that I'm really glad of is this community aspect mm-hmm. as well, because you know, as much as me and Deb do a lot of work in the community, having this space to actually talk and respond and be able to be really in it in it has been a real positive thing for me it's been so nice that connection even though we're so far apart we're all together (laughs) it's so nice it does can I just say one thing that's made me laugh so much about this whole cancer thing sorry COVID thing is that in cancer world right um, we know that research is key right Mm. so we know that research is keeping me alive we know that it it is our future it saves your life right and that's where we put our investment and what we want to have for our future generations and the thing that I find amazing is even in that land 
we have people who will go, oh, have you tried this? And have you tried this? Yeah. And have you tried this? <laughs> and the thing that I find really funny is I guarantee you those same people, suddenly our whole country is like, let's listen to the scientists. Like, what are the scientists saying about COVID? Let's listen mm. to the scientists. Hardly anyone, anybody who is saying like, you know, if you tried lemon juice for COVID, they're being shot down. And rightly so. Too you know, right. Oh, well, Let's not know, even go there with Trump. About... Yeah, I was going to... Oh, Trump. Oh, what a... I'm sorry. What a moron. What a moron. Honestly, I saw a thing on the New York Times post on Instagram saying, do not ingest disinfectant. And I was like, is this the world you live in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mad enough that we're living in a sci-fi movie narrative in the middle of a virus sweeping the, the, and then you throw, the globe and we're all in lockdown. Then you throw and then you've got Trump. the guy from The Apprentice into the mix and give him the most powerful position in the world. Yeah. I but, know. But look, it's probably akin, and this is what's making me laugh about it, it's akin, actually. And this is what frustrates me because nobody gets shot down in cancer world. Well, they uh-huh. do, but not right, not as much. So, so Trump suggests this in, in COVID land, you know, the bleach yeah. might kill, um, you know, COVID, which is utter crap. <laughs> and then in cancer world, people basically suggest, oh, well, you tried apricot kernels because, yeah, <laughs> you know, they only cause cyanide, Yeah, let's do cyanide, shall we? And then, there's a, and then there's a whole rally of people who go, yeah, 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 why, why didn't you try that? And have you tried all these, uh, you know, these, these therapies? And actually, it's like now, I think more than ever, okay, whether you are, whether you agree with the way that our government's handled it or not, the one thing you can't disagree with is actually like science is key here. Like yeah. we are banking on the scientists to find us a, um, a, cure. a, uh, a vaccine, vaccine yeah. and a cure. Yeah. And it's the same with cancer. They are the it's new the superstars. In that. Yeah, the ro- they are the new superstars. The rock stars. Actually, they're the people who are our heroes yeah. and our rock stars. Yeah. And they're the people that we need to support. Mm. And it's just funny, isn't it? Like, that's the mirror. That's the parallel for me. But I, like, I think that's, um, that's, that's redressing a huge imbalance that needed to happen. That we need to, we need to start really celebrating those that provide value. Uh, to our communities mm. and it's all been directed in in one place which is that kind of really weird landscape of celebrity and actually I, I think mm. we'll come out of this recognizing the importance of uh, the brilliant scientists uh, and there's something that, you know we're talking about research here and science and I think there's a really Im- important message that I, I need to flag before we go um, Stand Up to Cancer is a joint campaign between Channel 4 and Cancer Research UK and they are doing their re- they really are busting a gut to continue their good work and provide reliable advice via the CRUK website and the nurses' helpline. At a time when we're so distracted by COVID-19 and fundraising for all of our NHS-affiliated charities, how how do you, how would you like to, to kind of use this platform to talk to people about continuing, especially when we've had to miss things like the marathon and millions of pounds would have been raised, not taking our foot on the gas for making sure that that money keeps pouring into those research labs so that we find a cure and further treatments for cancer. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was just, well, we know that the charity sector is a 4.4 billion as a result of COVID. Yeah. And these, these funds God. are things that, you know, the NHS needs money to keep us alive. We also need to keep these charities moving to keep us alive because the research that happens yeah. because of these charities are the things that are saving our lives. And I know it's a tough time for everybody financially and stuff, but giving just a little, or when things do pick up up the other side, it's not to forget that we need to rebuild these charities. We need to keep giving them money 
because we need them to keep us alive. Because yeah. as Deb said earlier in the pod, if we're looking at like a 20% increase in cancer deaths, we need a 20% increase in funding, mate. You do. Because yeah. we need to keep it, you need to keep it aligned. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, as someone who, you know, um, well, research is keeping me alive and mm. I just, we need it there. But also, like as someone, I'm really gutted for, and I know Laws is as well, um, I was gutted, you asked me at the beginning about running the marathon and mm. I was gutted not to run the marathon, but the thing that I'm most gutted about actually is normally every year um, in about a month's time, not even, in a couple of weeks' time, I'd be at, back in Battersea doing a race for life mm. um, and obviously race for life is um, is uh, run by uh, CRUK which is another you know stand up cancer and CRUK we're all part of the same family yeah. and um, I'm absolutely gutted because um, you know it's a huge revenue stream for CRUK and none of that can happen at the moment and as somebody who, for fun, genuinely for fun, will run lots and lots of, uh, you know, race for life. And I have really, they're really massive milestones for me because mm. every time I've had an operation, yeah. uh, that back to sea race every single year for me. Um, and the team at CRUK know this. It's, it's really, really emotionally important for me mm. to be there. Um, because it means you're I here for another year. It. Yeah. I know, I know, but I'm gutted for them. I'm gutted for, for anybody that has significance over these events and, and obviously therefore the lack of funding that comes in. And, and yeah, I think, um, you know, now more than ever, um, I think it's vital. I think, I think this shows how, how important science is in our life. COVID mm. shows us why we need science. I think sadly, I mean, the cancer saves us, but I think because of the way that COVID has come into the spotlight and it's been so immediate, I think it shows us why we need science and it shows us why we need the money to fund science and how actually with science we can save lives because mm. science will help us stop us dying from COVID and therefore it can one day help us stop um, people dying from cancer and it is already and it needs to continue to do so more in the future. So if people are listening and feeling like, yeah, we hear you, we get you, and you've got a pound, two pound, five pounds, ten pounds, whatever you can spare, please, you know, stand up to cancer, Cancer Research UK, any of the cancer uh, charities out there that are pouring money into research, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast without their work and their fundraising, because without their research, Lauren and Debs wouldn't be here talking to me right now. And that's, that's as simple as we can make it, really. Ladies, I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, I can't believe that the last time we met was the last time you really saw anybody. It feels like a lifetime ago and so much has changed since then. Um, but talking to you never is not a pleasure, even though we navigate thank some you. really horribly difficult subjects. Thank you so much for having us oh, on, though, Kate. Yeah, like, thank let you. Girls, day, let's like... meet on a dance floor very soon, can we? Oh, hundred from a social distance, but with loud music and a really cold pint for Debs. Can I be Ibiza? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's meet on a beach in Ibiza, girls. Let's level up. Beach in Ibiza. Let's go, ladies. Thank you. Go say yeah. Go cook. Go clean. Go go chill. But whatever you do, go easy on yourselves. We will love. So much love to you, babe. And to you, girls. Lots of love. And if you are able to donate to Stand Up To Cancer and Cancer Research UK, I think 
I think they made a very good argument and case as to why those funds have never been more needed. Now, obviously, today's show was dry, not only because we're in lockdown, but also because alcohol use is a known risk factor in developing seven types of cancer, including both breast and bowel cancer. And cutting down reduces your risk. So please bear that in mind. And today I say this with more conviction than ever. If you are going to drink, please drink responsibly. White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, and Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo UK, and edited by Callum Goddard-Mucklow. We are all working remotely, as is Andy Bell, who's provided the music for the show, and his back catalogue is on iTunes and Spotify. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at WhiteWineQT, and you can listen to us at home on lockdown, or whenever you're at home, it doesn't just have to be on lockdown, using your in-home speakers. Just say, OK, Google, or Alexa, followed by take me to white wine question time couldn't be easier thanks for listening i'll be back next week and whatever you do go easy on yourselves take care stay safe and if you can stay home hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.